on the surface and outwardly I was so healthy and so fit and in my mind that really is the identity that that I associated myself with it's just I had this deeper darker secret that I was covering up to the rest of the world Welcome to How Do You Feel, a podcast with info and inspo to help you tune in to your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I'm your host, Casey Zavaleta, and together we'll explore how we can optimize our physical and mental health so that we radiate positivity and happiness from the inside out. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of How Do You Feel? This week on the podcast, we're getting very real and very raw about my eating disorder story. I'm going to tell you the whole story front to back, which I've never actually done for anyone before. This is going to be really challenging because there are a lot of things about this story that are hard for me to talk about. I spent a lot of years hiding, covering things up, even in my own mind, really disassociating my identity and my perceived identity from my eating disorder and what was going on below the surface. So to share it on here, I think the really fearful part of my brain is saying that somehow my outward identity will change if I tell this story, which I know isn't true because this journey is a part of my whole journey, even if I denied it for a really long time. And I do understand that now. I don't want to hide it. I don't want to cover it up. I want to talk about it. I want to move through it. I want to understand it. I want to share it. And my goal in sharing it and my hope in sharing it is that it will speak to someone, that somebody out there can relate to one piece of this or part of this or maybe all of these things. And they'll feel like they're not quite so alone. And they'll feel like maybe they have someone that they can talk to about this. Guys, eating disorders are so much more prevalent than any of us realize. I am blown away by how many people have struggled with an eating disorder or disordered eating. The difference between those two is that an eating disorder is a clinical, diagnosable mental health disorder that requires professional medical help to treat. Disordered eating, on the other hand, is any abnormal thoughts or behavior surrounding food, and these are things that often result from the diet culture that we live in. In our current climate, I think you would be hard-pressed to find someone that hasn't dealt with some form of disordered eating at some point in their life. You can think of it as a spectrum that I've moved all around up and down for a long time. Before I launch in, I think that I should share how I feel now around food. And I talked with Rachel Melinda about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, But some people say that if you've had an eating disorder once, that you'll always have an eating disorder. And I've always struggled with that a lot because right now, the way I feel about food, I don't feel connected to my eating disorder. I do feel healed from it. It doesn't mean that I don't still struggle with guilt around food every once in a while, or I don't have the best body image sometimes, but holy shit, my eating disorder does not define me anymore. One thing that I've also been thinking about a lot is that it's much easier to share things and to share struggles once you've emerged on the other side. That's definitely a pattern in my life. When I'm struggling with something, I'm way more likely to cover it up. And then once I feel better about it, once I feel like I've healed some, 
I'll share what I've been going through with people close to me. What I want to say is that it takes so much strength when you're in the heat of it, when you're in the middle of something, to reach out and ask for help. If you are struggling with an eating disorder right now, it may feel impossible to tell someone. It may feel impossible to reach out and ask for help. I remember what that felt like. But know that that's the strongest decision that you could possibly make for yourself. And there will be one day when you look back and you thank yourself for making that decision. Guys, I also have to preface this episode before I launch in and remind everyone that I am not a professional when it comes to this subject matter. I'm simply telling my story. There may be some things that I talk about that are triggering for some people. If you're afraid that that's going to be you, then maybe this is an episode that you want to skip over. Please, 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 if you feel like you need it, reach out to a professional and get help. I'm going to include some resources and places that you could reach out to in the show notes if that's something that you feel like pertains to you. My eating disorder started when I was in high school. I call this the restriction or anorexic phase, although that does have an asterisk because I was never hospitalized or diagnosed with anorexia at the time. Had I seen a medical professional, I don't know if they would have diagnosed me with anorexia. However, looking back, the amount of restriction that I exercised around food and the very unhealthy weight that I dropped to, to me, are big indicators that that could have been my diagnosis. I was a dancer at the time. I was about 17 years old, and things at home were falling apart between my parents. There was a lot of fighting. There were a lot of secrets. There was a lot of uncertainty about what was happening with the family. And I felt a little bit isolated in the whole thing. So I think that there were two main elements to why this started. The first was that I was staring at myself in the mirror at the studio every day. We were constantly trying on costumes, getting measured, and it felt like smaller sizes were valued that everybody wanted to be in a smaller size. So part of me decided that I needed to do that too. And then I think the other thing was, I definitely, especially in high school, had perfectionist tendencies. So I was definitely looking to assert some control over my life and my body. At the time, nutrition was something that I didn't know anything about. I had never even read nutrition labels before this point. But I started to learn about calories, and I became obsessed with losing weight and making my body smaller. Of course, the way that I knew how to do that was to eat less. So I would try to eat as little as possible of the lowest calorie foods that exist. I was also deathly afraid of fat at this point because, of course, I assumed that fat makes you fat, which, in case I haven't hammered this point home enough, that is definitely not the case. But That was the truth that I knew at that point. So how did I restrict? I started looking at the clock and using time to tell myself when I was allowed to eat. So if I had had a snack at one o'clock, I would tell myself in my mind, okay, you're allowed to have another bite of food at three o'clock. And then no matter how I felt, no matter how hungry I was, I would not let myself eat a bite until then. I remember that I started deliberately taking naps and sleeping more in order to avoid my hunger. I would come home from school, I would go to sleep, take a nap, wake up, go straight to dance, and dance. And that way I didn't have to sit there with the hunger that I was feeling. 
It was my way of coping with it. I also think I was sleeping and napping a lot more because my energy was so low based on how little I was fueling myself. I was definitely malnourished, and that could be seen not only in how low my energy levels were, but also in the fact that I was getting sick a lot more often, my mood was all over the place, I often couldn't concentrate very well, and I also just started randomly getting nosebleeds. I told everybody that I was just eating healthy, and I was being really careful about my food choices and eating only organic food, and I think that at the time, I sort of felt that way. I sort of felt like I was doing something really good for myself and something really healthy. I would weigh myself way too much. Definitely once a day, sometimes twice or three times a day. I would weigh myself after my meals as a deciding factor of how well I had done at that meal. I mean, it was really backwards. It kind of makes me sad to talk about it now. I assigned so much of my self-worth to my weight. At this time, there were actually two things that decided my self-worth. One was my grades, and the other one was my weight. And it was just really indicative of a much bigger problem where I didn't know myself. I didn't understand my inherent self-worth. I was just so lost. And I needed these external things to attach my value to. I was proud of myself. If I was able to skip a meal, I would skip lunch a lot. And of course, my excuse was, oh, I had a really big breakfast. So that was my way of excusing it to other people around me. It worked. I lost a lot of weight. And of course, people started to comment on it. They started to tell me, wow, you're so skinny, which to me was the biggest compliment back then. I was loving that I wasn't fitting into my clothes anymore. I started to pull out clothes from junior high and I fit into those jeans instead. And for whatever reason to me at the time, that was a measure of success. I finally fit into the smallest size of dance costume and I thought that was a big win. Guys, this dictated my life so much at the time that I would literally do crunches and planks in my room at night to make up for whatever I had eaten for dinner. And the thing is, all of my friends were obsessed with, what are you doing? Teach me your ways. I want to be like that too. Little did I know it was so unhealthy. But at the time, I thought I had the solution. I honestly thought that I had figured it out and that that would be the way that I would control my weight for the rest of my life. I would count all of my calories and when in doubt, just don't eat. Of course, that was the furthest thing from sustainable. I kept losing weight pretty much until I went to college. But then the college environment was really different. I was partying more. I didn't really party at all in high school, so alcohol wasn't really a factor. But once I went to college, I was partying and drinking more. There was food available 24-7. I was socializing way more. People were social eating, late night eating way more. And my willpower just couldn't maintain that level of restriction I had in high school. With less sleep, more drinking, more partying, more food, I started to gain weight. And with that, my self-esteem completely tanked. I was still dancing, so I was watching my body change in the mirror all the time. And at this point, I just remember I was so obsessed with comparing myself to everybody else. If I felt like in a small group or in a certain dance, I was the biggest one. I would be so upset by that. Honestly, 
my first semester of college, the six months after I went to school, were probably the most challenging time of my life. I lost a good friend from high school at this time. My parents had officially gotten divorced. I was dealing with the college environment, living on my own for the very first time, trying to find my place and all of that. I had no idea who I was or what was important to me or what I actually wanted to do with my life. I was just so lost. And I didn't really have any good tools to make myself feel better. I wasn't strength training at the time. I didn't even go to the gym at the time. I didn't know what foods to use to make myself feel better. I just didn't have any of the tools that I have now. I didn't understand the importance of sleep. I used to pull all-nighters all the time to study because I was a perfectionist and had to get straight A's. It was a really hard time. As I continued to put on weight, I started to feel a little bit desperate, like I had to make a change. I remember so clearly the first time I tried to make myself throw up. I couldn't even do it, but I was obsessed with Rice Krispie Treats, and they had the best ones in the food hall right next to my dorm. And I remember it was after class. I had just eaten one in the middle of the day, but I had also had a big lunch, so I was feeling kind of full. I was feeling really shitty about my body. And I was feeling guilty for eating what I perceived to be way too much food. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced this before, but there's this really deep, gutting, terrible feeling that you get deep down in your stomach when you feel self-hatred. And I know that's a big word, but I really had this feeling of hating myself and hating my body. And I had to do something about it. So I went to a bathroom in a hallway where nobody else went and I tried to make myself throw up. Now that first time it didn't even work and I didn't really know what to do, so I gave up on it. But a week later, I came back and tried again. A week later, I tried again and finally it did work. I learned that the more I had in my stomach when I tried to throw up, the easier it was to do. I learned that if you drink a lot of liquid, it makes it way easier. Alcohol obviously makes it way easier. I also remember that feeling at first when it started working. I felt like it was my get out of jail free card. Like I could eat whatever I wanted, I could eat as much as I wanted, and then I could get rid of it. And right after I did get rid of it, it was the lightest and most elated feeling. Like I actually felt so good after and so good the next morning when I woke up without a bunch of crap in my stomach. You know, I felt like I could eat anything, pizza, snacks, chocolate, chips, whatever, and then I had something that I could do about it. This is around the time when I definitely became addicted to food and to binge eating. My binging became 100% out of my control. I think I wanted myself to believe that it was within my power to not do it, but realistically, it wasn't at all. If I was alone, I couldn't sit there and not eat. Like, that was impossible. If there was nothing in my house, I would have to go to the store and buy something that I could eat. And it wasn't good stuff. I'm talking like pastries or chips or desserts or chocolate or pizza or something like that. So I started to fall into this cycle. I would be very restrictive and very healthy during the day, but then there were binges and purges sprinkled in periodically, always at night. And there were many different phases of it. Sometimes I would go two or three weeks without binging and purging, and sometimes I would do it three days in a row. 
So there were better times, there were worse times. I think what I was going through at the time certainly made a difference. But the two big words that come to mind during this time that describe how I was feeling and how I was dealing with it are dissociation and denial. While I think deep, deep, deep down buried, I knew I couldn't control it, I kept telling myself that I could. And I kept telling myself that these were choices that I was making and I could stop whenever I wanted. This was still going on after I started getting into fitness and learning about training. So as I was going on this fitness journey, this was still going on in the background, which made me feel like an imposter, which is why this is so scary for me to share with everyone. On the surface and outwardly, I was so healthy and so fit. And in my mind, that really is the identity that I associated myself with. It's just, I had this deeper, darker secret that I was covering up to the rest of the world. Overall, during this time, my self-esteem was very low. That's something that I've struggled with a lot in the past, and I'm so thankful that it's something that I've been able to improve because no one deserves to feel that way. And it's so debilitating when you have low confidence in everything that you do. It makes relationships challenging. It makes professional moves challenging. It really holds you back from reaching your full potential. During these phases where I was being quote unquote really healthy, it was probably something close to what you would call orthorexia, which is a diagnosable eating disorder in which the person is obsessed with being healthy and only eating the healthiest foods. So there's a lot of fear around food when it comes to this disorder. But I was still counting calories. I was using my fitness pal to control and restrict all of my food. I was still obsessed with the scale and what I weighed. And I had serious body dysmorphia. Even when I was so small and so skinny and I look back and I just see how malnourished and not strong that I looked, even at those times, I would see fat on my body and I would hate it. Since I was 13 years old, I had always, always, always hated my stomach. I remember really wanting that flat, toned stomach that looked really good in crop tops, but I never had it, and I hated that. So that was always an area that I was laser focused on. It just blows my mind to think about now, but guys, body dysmorphia is a thing. We have to be careful about putting the blinders on and how self-critical we can be and how we can analyze every little detail of our bodies and how we have those problem areas that in reality nobody else freaking sees. No one is thinking about your body the way that you are, especially the people that love us. And at the end of the day, what was having that flat stomach or having those abs going to get me? It wasn't going to make me any happier, it wasn't going to make me any more fulfilled, and it wasn't going to make me any better of a person. So it's also really sad for me to think back to that point because I know how many people are struggling with that and that really struggle with body image. And I spent so much time and energy obsessing over it and really being down about it. And I don't know, I guess I just wish that I had someone that I trusted to talk about some of this stuff with and someone that I felt like had gone through similar things because the other thing is I felt so alone during this whole time. I felt like I was the only one struggling with these things. Or at least I felt like there was no one around me and no one in my immediate circle that could understand what I was going through. 
So that phase of restricting, but then binging and purging, sprinkled in there periodically, lasted for quite a while. And there was one period of time when it completely stopped, but then when my confidence tanked again, it ended up coming back. It was a secret that I had a lot of guilt and shame around, which in turn made me feel worse about myself, which fed into the cycle of it coming back. It was really this terrible pattern that I felt helpless to break out of for a really long time. And in holding this secret, it was preventing me from getting fully close to the people around me. And it was preventing my relationships from being as strong as they could be. Because there was always this nagging thing in the back of my brain that thought, they don't know the real me. I had to put on an act, which after years and years of it became exhausting. And I think took a bigger toll on my mental health than I even realized at the time. So how did I heal? Well, the first thing that I already mentioned, but I have to say again, is that I did not seek help while I was in the middle of this. And I'm not very proud of that. But like I said, I was so dissociated from it and in such denial that seeking help would have admitted that this was me and that I had this problem and I couldn't even do that. I was also protecting my way of coping with challenging emotions. I used my food addiction to cope with things that I wasn't really ready to process. Healing was slow and gradual, and it started with surrounding myself with people that had healthy relationships with food and not people who were talking about dieting and that only valued smaller bodies. Guys, diet culture is real. It's everywhere. We all perpetrate it. It's especially so common around women. If you are looking to heal, you have to find people that aren't talking about their weight, that aren't talking about how many calories they're eating, that aren't talking about trying to restrict or going on a diet or what foods are scary or what foods are going to make them fat or how they need to go for a run or do a workout to make up for something that they ate or problem areas on their body. Like We have to stop talking about these things. And if you are surrounded by people like that, maybe you need to start raising some concerns with them and start finding little ways to point out, hey, maybe we should look at some of these things differently. I started to learn about nutrition and I started filling my mind with good, positive, actually true messages surrounding food. I started learning about the concept of intuitive eating, not having to track every single bite of food that I put in my mouth. Now, because my relationship with food was so messed up, intuitive eating didn't come very naturally to me because I was so out of tune with the signals that my body was actually sending me and what hunger actually meant and what full actually meant. So intuitive eating is something that I've taken a lot of time to actually integrate into my life and that I'm still working on. Another huge part of my healing was that I started learning about nourishing foods. And I started to experience how those nourishing foods and good amounts of them actually made me feel. And I realized that I felt so much better. I actually had energy and my workouts were so much better. My mood was better. I wasn't constantly obsessing about food or thinking about food all the time. So over time, little by little, more and more, I started to just inundate myself with these messages. I started to think about food in a positive way, and I started to train myself to feel positively around food. 
I started cooking more, and I fell in love with the process of cooking and choosing good ingredients, preparing them with love, and then sitting down and sharing a meal with someone. And that whole process just made me feel so good, and it made me feel so much better about food than I ever had in the past. My goal now is to fuel myself and feel good. That's it. I try not to associate any foods as good and bad. I don't feel like I need to make up for anything. Like, obviously, guys, this has taken so much time and it's not something that just happened overnight. But by being around people that were thinking this way, by listening to podcasts from people that were talking about this stuff, my brain slowly started to make the shift. And here's the thing. I'm not perfect. Sometimes body image and self-esteem are still a struggle, but I don't weigh myself. I don't allow that to be a measurement of my self-worth or my success in any way, shape, or form. Sometimes I can authentically say, I love my body and I love what it can do and I love how it feels. Other times I feel neutral or I don't love it. Like when my squats are really shitty or I've been drinking a couple of days before or my mental health isn't great or I miss a period or I've been missing a lot of workouts lately. Eh, those are times when I feel neutral or not as great about my body. But I know that if I'm not feeling great about it, that that can change. And all I have to do is dial in on those things that make me feel healthier and make me feel good. And those things are good strength training workouts, great home-cooked meals, at least eight hours of sleep a night, tons of water, connecting with my partner, spending time outside. The other day, I was feeling really shitty about my body, and literally all it took was two days of being dialed into those things, being dialed into those healthy habits, and I was feeling better than ever about my body. So I think that there's peace in understanding that I have the power to change the way that I'm feeling. And that's really the message that I want everyone to try and understand. What works for you? How do you make yourself feel better? Guys, my relationship with food is so much better now. I can eat ice cream, pizza, and sushi in the same night. I could have s'mores at the cottage all weekend. And I don't feel like I need to make up for it. I feel like those are conscious good decisions that I make and my body's going to be just fine and I'm going to go back to my consistent healthy habits in a couple of days and it's going to be fine. My hope for everybody listening is that if you can relate to any of these struggles, that you understand that there is good information out there. There are healthy ways to help you combat them. You have the power. It takes a little bit of education a little bit of commitment and promise to yourself, but you can do it. At one point, I felt so controlled by my eating disorder that I honestly thought it was something that I was gonna live with for the rest of my life. It was something that I thought I was gonna have to cover up and hide from my kids, hide from my partner forever, but thank God it wasn't. And I have emerged on the other side and I can say with so much confidence that my past eating disorder does not define me. If anything, it makes me stronger and it helps me understand the craziness of our diet culture and what so many women and so many people in our society are going through. If you felt a connection to any of this or you're interested in talking about your own journey, please reach out. 
I didn't share this because it was easy or fun. I shared this because I want to connect with listeners that are feeling the same way. Guys, I also just want to say that everyone's story and everybody's journey is different. You may not relate to anything that I just said. Your triggers may have been completely different. It may have been coming from a completely different place, and that is fine. That is okay, too. Maybe you're working on healing from an eating disorder, and the way that you healed was completely different. There's no right and wrong. Everybody is going on their own journey. My goal in this was simply to share mine. Thanks for listening, guys. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of How Do You Feel? Remember, a new episode is released every Monday morning. You can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or through the podcast website, which is howdoyoufeelpodcast.com. I hope that everyone has an amazing week. Make sure you get out there and do something that makes you feel good today.